Identity on-chain is great. Blockchains allow us to register our identities, let's say with an ENS domain or a lens handle, and turn it into our self-sovereign online identity. Identity on-chain is also complex. We can create as many as we want, and that allows for civil attacks to the protocols we want to use. If we use anti-civil attack measures and we create an identity that protocols want to interact with, we more often than not end up putting a lot of information under that identity. We've got POAPs that draw a trail all through the events that we have been. We've got all our DAO tokens and memberships and all other ENS domains that we bought with related addresses. And that is terrible for privacy. You are communicating a lot more than necessary and you expose yourself to attacks or simply you don't want people to know certain things about you. Adrien, today's guest, is the founder of Sismo, and in this episode we'll see how zero-knowledge badges can keep our different identities separate, without having to create multiple addresses and fund them in a hopefully private way, as they can be controlled with a self-sovereign vault, your identity control center. We are going into the use cases, but also into the architecture of a privacy-preserving identity system, from ZK-proof generation in browser, to the role a testers play and how you can create your own. Before we begin, it's a great time to subscribe or follow this channel because there's a lot of zero knowledge. Our badge master today, Adrien from Sismo. Tell us a little bit more about Sismo. So actually, Sismo is, is, is about an attestation protocol, but it's currently mainly about CK badges. And you'll see that badges are some sort of tokenized attestations. Just a quick thing about Sismo, why we started it. We think that we need to add privacy and decentralization to our identity systems. This is what will protect human sovereignty from uh, centralized players. I think that uh, all of us are okay with this mission to try to build new primitives to really empower self-sovereign identities. So I think that today I'll, I'll talk about badges and then I'll show you effectively how you can create badges and how they are useful. Badges, they, they help you to use your sovereign data. As I said before, it's a non-trustable token and it's, it's an attestation. So when you have a badge, it means something about your identity, your data. So for instance, it allows you, let's say that you have an account that has some data, a wallet, self-sovereign account, you will be able with ZK badge, with ZK badges, to import some of your data, some of your reputation. Let's say that you have an NFT, you will be able to send to another account, let's say you want an account, a proof of NFT ownership. So it allows you to import reputation between accounts in a privacy-preserving way. It also allows you to granularly reveal data. That is one of the most important things about CK badges, that if you have an account that has a lot of great data, but you just want to reveal your NFT ownership, uh, you can do that with, with badges. And uh, the other big thing about badges, it allows you to, from multiple accounts, to aggregate data. This is not something that we can do today with Sismo, but uh, it's being worked on. But the, the, the big vision of Sismo is, is really this. So, so again, if we have another view on this, what is with 0x1, let's say it's, it's an Ethereum account, it's a self-sovereign account. It's an account that is ruled by the private key. So what's great with that is that, of course, I can access the central applications. For instance, to trade on Uniswap, I can buy the VNS name, I can buy an NFT, I can contact on Lens and, and do some social actions. And by doing so, I've turned my self-sovereign account into an identity. And this identity is sovereign. I can do whatever I want. Nobody can remove it from me. 
nobody can control it. It's controlled by a private key. This is the important part. But since it's imported by a private key, what's even greater is that you can connect to signing with Ethereum apps with this. If you think about it, snapshots, gm.xyz or OpenSea, the profile that you have on OpenSea, you have to sign a message. It's not a transaction. But you connect to this website, you sign a message, and they take a look at your data. Effectively, when you do so, you bring your sovereign data to them. When you're a snapshot, what you do is that you sign a message, you prove that you are the agent that is, and they take a look at your data that you brought from your identity, and they say, oh, you have some Uniswap tokens, you are able to vote in the Uniswap governance. If you think about it, whenever you connect to an app like that, you bring all your data. You don't have the ability to just bring some of your data. Maybe if you wanted to vote for, on Uniswap on Snapshot, you didn't want to reveal also that your daydream.eth. Maybe you just wanted to use as a Uniswap contributor. So that's where we will use ZK badges, ZK, ZK proofs. So zero knowledge proofs, it allows you to prove something without revealing it. So in this case, what you will be able to prove is that you do have some Uniswap tokens and are able to vote on the snapshot without revealing that it's daydream.eth. So that's the whole concept behind badges. So again, they are tokenized attestations. They are non-transferable tokens as the rc and they are emitted by a ZK attester. This is a smart contract that has one role is to verify users ZK proof. And if the ZK proof is valid, so the ZK proof of, of the attestation, like let's say that I'm a human, if the proof is valid, they mean the badge. So I don't want to go that much in details, actually. I'd better maybe show you the product or are you interested by, by the technicalities, the ZK technicalities of it, or are you more interested can be used and things like that? I think both, but don't be afraid to get into the nitty gritty, the technicalities. We are mainly a technical public, which okay. will be able to follow you. And if they don't follow, they will ask follow-up questions. So don't worry okay, about it. So very cool. So I'll explain then the protocol actually. So the badges, ERC11, ERC1155. In this contract, we have collection of infinity two to the power two fifty six, and so all badges live in the same contract. And you have again the attester. The attester is one contract that is authorized to mint badges. So in the collection of badges, I told you from one to the infinity. From number for the badge number one to ten million are minted by the ZK attester. We will we'll see about that later, but just want to say that Sysmo badges can be minted in several ways. They can be several proving schemes to mint a badge. And here I will present the Hydra S1 ZK attester. It's an attester that accepts zero knowledge proofs that are very specific. And if the proof is valid, they mint a badge. But this is only for the badge from number 1 to 10 million. And maybe from number 10 million to 20 million, it will be another attester smart contract that will accept different proofs and have different rules to mint the badge. So we'll see that a bit later. But yeah, so the Hydra S1 ZK attester, this is the one that we have today in production that, that creates uh, badges. Uh, the way it works that it always have a group has a group of eligible accounts. So in the case of proof of humanity, you have the, the group of all the proof of humanity registrants. We will put that into a Merkle tree, a Merkle tree that is snack friendly, a Poseidon Merkle tree. And we will put all eligible accounts 
in the tree. We have a value for each account actually. It will become the of the batch because for the same batch, you can have different levels. For instance, the for the POH, it may, maybe one day if they add some KYC or stuff like that, maybe there will be the power two of batch. Like people that will have the batch power two will be those who were KYC verified. Anyway, so you put the eligible accounts in a market tree, you have the root, and you publish the root on chain. And so then what happens, how you get the batch in the end, the proof of humanity ZK batch, what happens is that in Sysmo frontend, you will download the Merkle tree, the full Merkle tree, and you will do in the ZK circuit, in an environment that is private, but provable, you will compute three things. First, that you own daydream.eth. Second, that daydream.eth is part of the Merkle tree. And third, that you own the destination account on which you want to send the batch. So basically what you do is that you generate a ZK proof that you have an account part of the group and you want to send this proof, this badge to another account. And by doing so, you will just have proved, hey, I have an account part of the tree, but nobody can know more than that. So I generate the proof in the front end of Sysmo and I send this ZK proof to the ZK attester, the smart contract that verifies the proof and then mean the badge. It does another thing. It registers what we call a nullifier. For those that know about tornado cache or semaphore, it's it's one of the problematics of things uh, like that is you want to prove anonymously something, but you don't want them, you, you want them to mint only one batch per source. So how do you keep track of the fact that the source has been used. And we, for that, we use a nullifier. It is a number, a number that is computed within the snark and that it's basically the source anonymized. So the, the, the attester, what it does is that it checks the ZK proof. Okay. The proof is valid. And okay. For this proof, there is this nullifier. So the attester registers the nullifier so that the source data that is cannot be used another time to mint another batch. Here you can do the same scheme for any group, basically. And so we created the factory. Uh, I, I've seen that you, the org people, have created a batch. The factory allows you to uh, you choose batch. Uh, you will describe it. You can change the. You can uh, do anything you want. Uh, you, you can create a visual, and then here you can specify some addresses, uh, .is, uh, some Twitter accounts or some uh, GitHub account. And so you can input a lot of different, yeah, you can put your eligible accounts uh, for this badge. Or more interestingly, actually, you can create a, and basically you can create a PR to fetch your group of eligible accounts. Here we can see all the, uh, the badges that were created by the community. You have access to data providers. So for instance, you can have people that committed on a GitHub easily. You, you can easily create a group from people that committed to your GitHub that follows you on Lens that has this pop or that voted on your snapshot or uh, there is a Gitcoin somewhere or so. And very soon in the factory, instead of inputting here the list of uh, eligible accounts, you will be able to choose, hey, uh, I want to create a ZK badge uh, for people that follow me on Twitter or committed on this GitHub repo or have a, another ZK badge, like maybe that have the POH. You, can, you will be able to reuse group to create uh, end and or statements 
with data provider, so it will be much more powerful. So again, what we do, Sysmo is really not building badges to build badges, it's building infrastructure so that you can build badges to get access to your apps or as reputation in your app while uh, preserving privacy for your applications. Just explain what I said before. So anybody can create a new group for the ZK tester uh, through the factory, for instance, and it will create a new badge. But what is interesting also is that people can create new attesters. Like again, like this is the ERC eleven sixty five. Each badge is a ERC twenty, and attesters have write access on the badges, but only for a finite number of badges. You could very well create a new attester that say, okay, for this attester, the way to prove eligibility is not to provide a zk proof, it's just to provide the signature of a central party, for instance. So this is the second level of modularity. You can even code not just come up with your group, but just code a new way to create batches. And lastly, the, the big vision of Sysmo is really to you import all your accounts in a vault, in Sysmo vault, and, and then you will be able to reveal through badges, but maybe later just through ZK proof to reveal exactly what you want to be up. So yeah, our vision is really that to be an aggregator of the identity. Uh, you add your Twitter account, your GitHub account, your addresses, anything. And when an app requires you to, to give you some data, you, you pick exactly what you want. Instead of doing like we do right now, you want to prove NFT ownership, you give the, your whole address and all the data in it. No, that was fantastic. You, you kind of spoiled the surprise that I had for, uh, for the team is that we have, oh. we have created, no, no, that's absolutely fine. We have created a, a Dork ZK badge. And if you have been an active member on Dorg in the last closed quarter. So that's the one that closed in, in September. You can go to playground.sysmo.io and you can claim your Dorg badge. That would be a, a fun way of, of testing the, the product. And maybe you'll, you'll come up with quite a bit of uh, questions as well. I'm going to start with the first question. Maybe you mentioned that uh, there's only one badge per address, that you can only create one badge per address or mint one badge per address. So what happens if I lose access to that badge? Is that Maybe I should uh, clarify one thing. Does the badge that I create gets minted into, uh, for example, that yeah. or I can mint it else? So in my Sysmo vault, Mm -hmm. I have sources and destinations. Mm -hmm. uh, so sources are the one that will uh, put me eligible for badges. So here I see that I'm eligible to 10 badges. Mm -hmm. And destinations are the addresses on which I will uh, receive. So whenever, let's try to find a, a badge that I'm eligible but I didn't mint. I think that I didn't mint this one on the playground. So let's let's go to the... Okay, so... This one, we see that I'm eligible because I have an address that is uh, basically to be able to mint this badge, you must be one of the debian.eth in your Twitter account and be uh, influential or something like that. So I'm eligible and I can mint to any destination of my choice. And so now let's say that I want to mint it here. I don't want to do it uh, in front of you, but if I, want to, if I want to mint it here, what happens is that I get the badge there. And if I lose access to this destination account, very soon we will make it so that this badge is bound, like you know, the sole bound term, it will be bound to your source account, mm -hmm. the one that I use to prove eligibility. So once uh, every month or so, you will be able to burn and remint. So that's very great so that 
like your data is on an important wallet that is backed, but you can send the ZK badge on a burner wallet almost. And if you lose it, you will be able to remint it. Right. So the we're sort of creating a master vault or a master address that if you lose, you're going to be screwed. But you can expose, you can you can reduce the uh, the exposure or the attack surface by keeping these very safe and then putting the the badges in as destinations on other more accessible like MetaMask Mobile or things that you always have with you, for example. Exactly. I think that that's why I so, I, I I told you all about zk badges, though it's the main thing for the next year. But just having uh, the ability to create a badge that is not privacy preserving, but just a badge that proves something so that you can send it to a hot wallet is already big. Because today, if you want to prove ownership of things, you must connect with your actual assets. And sometimes you don't want to use your assets, but just the proof that you have them uh, or things like that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. What is the, the tech stack that are using for the ZK stuff? Are you using yeah. Circom? Are you using Cairo? Are you using... So uh, everything is, is public, by the way, uh, is open source. So we're using the same tech as Tornado Cash or Semaphore. We're using Circom. Uh, so basically, in Circom, uh, it's a circuit. It, it, it really looks like yeah, electrical circuits, the way it works, that basically you define each step that you must do. So if you remember in my presentation, what happens in the circuit, the proof that you that you are part of the mercury. It's this like step one is verify that I'm that I own Adrian.eth by basically verifying a, a, a signature. Step two, giving the mercury proof that I'm in the tree. So for this we use the circum. It's a nice yeah, it's one of those tools to create ZK stacks. And so this outputs a prover the way to generate the ZK proof. And so the prover is run in the front end of Sysmo. So in the front end, we create the proof. And then this circuit also outputs a, a verifier. And this is the smart contracts. This is a smart contract. And this one is used in the ZK tester, the one that verifies the proofs. And just want to say something here. We often talk a lot about ZK proofs, ZK, but often it's used in centralized servers because what matters is the is the succinctness, is the fact that it for scalability, ZK rollups and stuff like that. So for instance, Cairo, we wouldn't be able to use it. Because for us, it's more what matters is not the succinctness, the, the scalability, it's really the privacy. So everything must be run uh, in the browser. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for that. There's There's been over the years, and as far as I can remember being in Web3, there's been many projects dedicated to uh, self-sovereign identity SS SSIs. Um, there's been there's been things like Jolicom. There's been things like Adam Three, which now I think it's restarting as Polygon ID. Um, three Box also had many iterations and ended up pivoting to to Ceramic. Um, none of these have managed to kind of break through and make it. What is different about Sismo? Yeah, so I think that first, uh, big, big props to all of them, uh, especially Iden3. Uh, Iden3 are the ones that developed the Circum language the, that I just showed you about. And they, they were doing something very similar to Sysmo. 
but I think that for these things, timing is very important. And I think that uh, thanks to to DAOs, thanks to to NFTs, uh, we actually started to have information in wallets. Like I've been in the space since 2015. Always identity has been a big thing. And like from a theoretical point of view, it's easy to say the idea the ideas are great and that wallets are amazing. But practically, we didn't manage to find any some sort of adoption. But now, if you think about wallets, they are starting to to be adopted. So first, we have the this the idea that we were thinking about. It's wallets. I think it's we are seeing adoption there. Then, what's the standard to to share some identity? A bit like ERC twenties are the standard to share assets. I think that we are seeing as NFTs a great standard. It's not only that it's on-chain and interoperable and things like that, that makes the NFT standard great for identity. It's also that even off-chain applications all know how to fetch it. So I think that there's a great timing for identity tools built on, on wallets that are already getting tracked and on these standards that are NFTs. So, and this was not the case three years ago. Yeah, just full disclosure, I, I used to be part of item three um, many, many years uh -huh. ago. Uh, so, so yeah, um, it's, it's a good thing for you, mine. because uh, we wouldn't be there without you. <laughs> no, no, you're thanks a lot for yours. <laughs> if you're using, so if I have, if I have been, for example, um, sort of soiled, dress is in uh, where I have my uh, my dot ETH uh, ENS name, etc. Um, I happen to have used Tornado Cash, and I will earn um, a lot of the badges uh, because I've done certain things like POAPs and because I've participated with this address to many things. I will earn my my ZK badges with this. Is it? possible to trace back if i create a new badge which i minted with this address because i'm eligible with this address is it possible to trace back to which address i've minted the uh, the badge and to connect this badge um to the fact that i should be censored by ofac i mean the list is public right the list that makes me eligible to mint this is public so that will mean that some people will know that at least a subset of the people that have this badge are OFAC uncompliant. Is, it, is there, how could they possibly trace it back to me? So I'm not a legal person, so I couldn't know. Uh, but on the anonymity part, uh, some people are talking about... This is a hypothetical, by the way. I, I have not, uh, I'm not confirming or denying to have used, uh, <laughs> any sanctions. <laughs> so you are a legal person. Okay. What I can tell is that all these badges, like with this ZK tester, and again, one day we will maybe be able to prove stuff directly from Ethereum storage. So you won't have to need these groups. But for now, our ZK badges are built in that way. You have a group and you prove that you are part of them. So we talk about K anonymity set. We about K anonymity meaning you are anonymous amongst uh, a group. So for instance, the Sysmo contributor badges, uh, the one that 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 is uh, given to people that helped us uh, along the way, we have 20k people. But 
yeah, if you meet multiple badges on the same address, at some at some point, people will know who you are. Like, uh, but so I don't know legally if uh, the fact that in these 20k people, if there are a number of OFAC sanction accounts, what does it mean for the badge receivers? I, I don't know at all. And I think it's a legal question. But there could be no way to know which one of the badge receivers comes from an actual sign. Oh, no, 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 of course not. But that's the whole yeah. power of it. Like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so the only way would be, you know, using meta-analysis and seeing, okay, this address appears in several exactly. different uh, recipients. So, and those particular seven have been minted to the same destination address, then you're, there's a very high correlation probability. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Got it. So ZK ZK is a is a very tough field to be in. It puts mathematics, it puts computer science. If you use circum, it even uses sort of like electrical engineering aspects of it. So where do you source your talent? Hmm. Actually, yeah, we. I guess that uh, it is pretty hard, but there are very good initiatives. Uh, for instance, there is DK Hack. I think that this one is really great. Uh, we are basically sponsoring it. But the the way I think to 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 source talents is really to go to to events there. Like the ZK Summit is really great. It's something that happens quite often, uh, and the crowd is amazing. It's 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 really a good good crowd, and it goes from applied cryptography to very more uh, theoretical cryptography. It's always great to meet here. And yeah, and I think that there are more and more people that are understanding that now is a good time to use ZK for privacy. It was for scalability for three years. Now I think that people are more and more interested in, in this. Or another thing that there is ZK proof group. Uh, like this, there is an event right now in Israel, I think, yeah, in Tel Aviv. Uh, so I would go to conferences. Gotcha. Um, I have two more questions for you. Number one is, what do you think the implications of the sanctions to Tornado Cash mean for the privacy ecosystem? I'm really not very, I'm really not good at it. What I can say is that laws are here for a reason in the end. Like there is this social pact or something like that. And I think that centralized regulations are pretty bad at how to follow that. Like, I think the best way for us to win is to better regulate ourselves in a way smarter fashion than them and prove, outprove them. Like, instead of um, saying no to any regulation, we should prove that, hey guys, even ourselves, we don't want to be mixed up with hackers. We, we don't want our tools to let, uh, as, as a society, we don't want to incentivize these sort of behaviors. And so even if, Centralized regulations are, in my opinion, really outdated and obsolete. And, and I think like last week <laughs> showed us a lot of things about how they are useless. It doesn't mean that regulations are bad. It means that there should be decentralized regulations. And so it's up to us to prove them that our regulations are better. And, and yeah, and DeFi works well. Uh, there could be more rules. So that's why I think. That's a very different position from the usual, the code is law sort of thing, or the, the code, and you don't really care who uses them. Even if you're a criminal, the tool is out there. So you would be an advocate to include some sort of governance 
to to make sure that the product can't be evil in some sort of way. I think I've heard this can't be evil thing. But yeah, that's brilliant. It is it is a brave position to take and very different from, from what you usually hear. Just to be clear, I'm just saying that our tools are way better at everything, including regulations. And that in the end, these tools are used by humans. And there's these big enemies that are centralized institutions and their infrastructure that is shitty. But our tools could also be better to regulate. And regulation can actually be good. I don't think that anyone wants to have murderers in their neighbors. And we are a tool to free from shitty stuff, but uh, it can also be used to, to do smart regulations. Like, like just, uh, yeah. I think that it's not that uncommon to, to, even with privacy activists and stuff like that, to tell them, do you prefer to have a tornado cache is hackers or alternate do cash without hackers? They will tell you I prefer it without hackers if I can keep tornado cash as private as before. Like uh, it depends, it depends. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was great with our technology anyway that you can fork it, and that makes everything different. Is that if you want to fork a tornado cash with with hackers, you can do it, and that's way way different than centralized regulations of today where there is one choice and you cannot fork at all. So I'm not advocating for less privacy or more control. I'm really saying that our tools are way better at everything. So we should use them. Excellent. Thank you so much for this. I want to end with the top three use cases for Sismo according to you, the three things that you are most excited about. Yeah, so I, I showed you the factory. Very soon you'll be able to just, like instead of creating a ZK badge, like here, you will be able to, I can create a ZK badge from snapshot bot or Gitcoin or I don't know what. You will yeah, be able to. Sorry, I, I didn't mean like the three things that you can do, but with and how to create, but like what do these badges can be used for? What are the use cases for these badges? Yeah, so very soon, for instance, like uh, you will be able to create directly and badges will be hidden to, to create all the token gated stuff. Like to doing private voting, uh, private airdrops, private uh, chats, all these things. It empowers and it leverages all token gated tools. And one of the the other very interesting for me is governance. Today it's all about coin voting, and generally we are not able anywhere to use it at all. And if you think about it, these zk badges allow you to use your social capital, and so your social capital should be counted in governance, uh, your contributions. And in Sismo, we use ZK badges to vote on our governance. And and you'll see that on our proposals, what's great is that you have people that have 500 voting power, other that has only 50. And the way to get more power is to contribute more, to have more impactful contributions. And I think that if you do this contribution-based voting and a financial-based voting, like you mix the two together, Basically, your number for ERC20 financial asset multiplied by your multiplier, depending on your contributions. I think that it will improve governance. So governance, it's a long-term one because it's hard, but adding social capital to your power, uh, I think it's it's very important. Uh, I mean, it's going to be great. So that's only two, but yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you so much. That was a perfect ending with some real cases that that uh, these badges will bring. 
Thank you so much, Adrian. The rest of you, uh, the rest of the team, please go to playground.seasonal.io and mint your Dioric badge. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.